Hello and welcome back, wonderful people. I hope this finds you really, really well. Welcome back to my podcast and of course, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2022. How are we feeling about that? I know you can't answer, but take a moment to process. <laughs> take a moment to think because I find this new year particularly exciting. I don't know why. Exciting. It, it's full of life. It's vibrant. <laughs> it's full of clarity, full of everything, <laughs> full of everything good. And I just wanted to pop in before I started this episode properly and say Happy New Year to everyone. And I hope that all your dreams come true this new year or not this new year, this new year impending, this, this, this current year. <laughs> it's all a bit, always a bit weird, right? Before the clock size strikes 12, we're all like, next year then after it's like oh, I feel like it's still coming but actually we're in January it's very weird but otherwise I hope you guys enjoy this episode it's with a really beautiful human and I just want to welcome Natasha who is an amazing medium channeler coach and about everything else in between Hi, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love you. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to um, be on here with you. Um, so for those who don't know me, my name is Natasha Mack and I'm a mom of four and a wife and a business owner with ADHD. I have been intuitive my whole life, but didn't really understand or know my gifts until about five years ago after I had my fourth child. <laughs> and um, that's when I realized that I could talk to dead people and that I was really super psychic. And my God, I don't know what else to share. I, know, I told you, I told you before we started introducing yourself, hardest bit. <laughs> so I noticed you've gone in a bit of a different direction recently. Tell us a little bit about that. I would love to. So yeah, I went from you know, only doing mediumship to then incorporating more like um, intuitive guidance and then doing some healing work and work in the Akashic records. Um, and then I started mentoring and that's when I realized my passion for teaching. And um, so this transition that I've been going into is I love supporting people in their, in their business because I've noticed that there's so much healing that actually takes place when you are an entrepreneur <laughs> like so much takes place because it's all so intertwined um so I focus a lot on like energy and facilitating really deep and powerful transformations for people you know whether whether they're spiritual or not I've I've had people um, you know, I've even had therapists want to work with me so that they can learn to um, use their intuition to better support their clients. So, you know, I'm doing all sorts of things one-on-one -on -one with people. And I also love doing like the groups, like group coaching as well, because there's so much value in that as well. But yeah, still, you know, I'm still doing work in the Akashic records and I'm still doing mediumship here and there because I think that's something that I'll always be passionate about. But more recently, it just seems like where my heart is leading me is supporting people in like showing them that there's another way with business that it can actually be fun. It could, it could be aligned with your soul purpose and sorry, not purpose <laughs> with whatever the unique impact is that you are here to make, you know, it's, you could do it authentically. You could do it in a way that feels really good. And yeah, I like, just, 
you're all about no hustling, all aligning. You know that saying, or it's like it's like that meme, and it's like hustle, and it's crossed out, and it's like align. Exactly. You could you could um, you know be aligned with your your mission and and purpose, and also you know be your authentic self. And there, it's so freeing to be yourself. And there's so much healing that takes place in getting to the space where you're finally being yourself. Like there's so, and I've been through it firsthand, you know, very personally. And uh, I've supported so many others in finally giving themselves that permission to, to be themselves, to share what's on their heart, right. To, to do the thing they want to do that they might be really afraid of doing or to say the thing that they want to say, because my belief is that, there are so many people out there praying for what you have to offer, but we get in our own way from actually sharing that with the world, right? Sharing your soul gifts, sharing um, your voice, sharing your just whatever, whatever it is that you feel called to share. But there's always that fear or the inner critic getting in the way of actually doing it. And so I really help people dismantle you know, the inner critic and the fears, like whatever is holding them back. So I feel like I'm all over the place. No, it was so, but also like, I feel like when it is a bit all over the place because you're excited and because you're passionate about it, there's so much beauty that comes through that. So I'm, I'm all for it. So true. And I'm still, you know, when I am with my clients, I'm able to really tune in for them and into them. You know, I'm able to see and feel where the energy is inside of them, where they might be carrying some, some fear or um, some resistance or whatever it is that's ready to, to move and shift. And I feel like I'm able to support them on such a deep level because I can connect with them also like in, in that energetic way, I guess, you know, I love how you said like embodiment of, you know, who you authentically are. It's not, I don't think it's an overnight process because we move, we build a lot of narratives about who we are, what we do, Um, A lot of programs, you know, for me, one was like, oh, I can't do what I do because I'm too young. That was always a bit of a one for me. I'm sure it was the same for you because you're so young as well. (laughs) Um, Or like imposter syndrome, persecution, like a lot of that stuff comes up. So to me, it's like you're helping um, heal that middle ground of when you're trying to do something. But because I feel like, yeah, it's the support that that you need in that process. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes so much sense. I've supported so many people with like the witch wound, Mm. you know, because I've been through that personally of overcoming those fears and because it feels so real. Oh, it feels. And I, anyone who hasn't come across that, like I can't explain to you how real it feels because like I always say, because when I go in and I do um, energy work or healing stuff on myself, I don't just like, I go, okay, what's the feeling I'm feeling here? Maybe it's helplessness or fear, extreme fear. And then what I go is I go, spirit, do I need to go back and and pull some anchors out of past lives? Because it's not like you've just felt that witch wound once. It's like through so many past lives in so many different ways. I had to pull out the anchors, but it's, it's like as natural as breathing to feel that because it's been something you felt so much. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I've had so many like you know, interesting experiences with 
just sort of understanding like where some of these fears are coming from and, and how to sort of break free from them. You know, I feel like for, well, just since I started this journey, you know, like I said, about five years ago, it's, there's been a lot of like unlearning and just like reclaiming my power in all these different ways. And a big part of what supported me, like through this transition that I feel guided to share is I've always known, I'm sorry, I've also noticed the importance of like supporting your nervous system and nourishing your nervous system and understanding it, understanding the impact that it has on you. Um, And so that's something that I've been, you know, learning and experiencing firsthand. And then then it's also something that I've been able to really support my clients with as well, because that's a really like that and intuition, like you need both. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So. uh, And plus then you're also hitting both um, both sides of the coin because, you know, we are human and we have this body and it is such a beautiful indicator of intuition often. Like, you know, you know, when you're walking down Dalk Alley and just like, oh, I feel like someone's watching <laughs> that sort of energy, but also dealing with like the spiritual side, you're doing both by, you know, addressing the nervous system. Yeah, exactly. It's really important. I feel like it's not talked about often enough. You know, it's like the reason we, get so activated, you know, or have a hard time taking action on what we want to, what we want to say or do or create. it has a lot to do with the fact that our nervous systems are super activated and we haven't been taught on how to, you know, regulate it, how to support it. Mm -hmm. So that was something I really needed to learn to incorporate into my business and how I serve people. So before we mentioned a little bit about imposter syndrome and you know the journey of becoming oneself and listening to you talk about the nervous system how for instance like you don't have to give away secret sauce don't 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 think I'm asking you that but like how would you incorporate both the spiritual aspect of healing because you always did energy scans and, and that work and I don't know if you're still doing that I'm pretty sure you sort of are or teaching it at least alongside working with the body and the nervous system do you incorporate them together in order to help support someone? Oh, totally. I feel like they both go together so beautifully, you know, and I feel like both are really important. It's important to acknowledge that we are humans. We are here. We're having a human experience. Our bodies need just as much support and nourishment and we can't forget about it. You know, it's really important. And it's a important part of our healing because energy is stored in the body. Right. So, you know, I've done sessions with clients where we were literally clearing stored like emotions, which are energy in specific like organs of their body. So it's, you know, like I said, you need both. I think as well um, that with that, I also think you need to learn to accept your emotions, you know, to, to feel them and to process them. Does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. Um, again, so interesting that you're, you're bringing that up because that's been something really coming up for me is like that acceptance for exactly how you're feeling in this moment. Right. And not judging it or criticizing it. And I'm often holding space for women to move through really powerful emotions and, you know, they're, they're being vulnerable for the very first time with someone because they feel safe with me. And so it's been really power not, powerful, not only 
supporting others in that way, but then also allowing myself to be supported and held and seen whenever I'm, you know, feeling these heavier emotions. And I'm the same way. It's like, don't try to fix me, hold space for me. Right. And that's what I do as well. It's like, I'm not here to fix anyone. I'm here to hold space so you can actually move through it and release it. Um, so it's really, really powerful. So, and also like getting rid of that, that you're not broken, that you're like this nuanced and beautiful. Cause I love, you already said, you know, I'm not here to fix you. That's so powerful. Like you're not some horrible like thing that I need to fix in order to make worthy. You're just nuanced and multidimensional and you've had experiences and you've come through them and you know, that, you know, you're not broken. I think that's a really important mindset sometimes because with the healing, sometimes we go around in the mirror, go around of like, I'm broken, I'm broken, I'm broken. I'm like, no man, you've just had experiences. We all have. Exactly. And you are not your emotions. You know what I mean? All your wounds. Yeah. Exactly. And sometimes there's just a part of us that needs, yeah, to, to just feel, you know, the emotion and to be held and acknowledged and seen and heard. And yeah, it can actually be really liberating. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I learned and um, remember you talking about for a long time was inner child work and inner child healing. And I know that you come from a very, I feel like I'm using this word too much, but authentic space from that because you had to do a lot of inner child work and healing as many of us do, but you did a lot, like a, a lot. And I was just wondering what, how that is incorporated into your work and also into working with that nervous system as well, that, that physical energy, as well as that spiritual energy. Mm, That's a very good question. So yeah, it's an interesting blend and it sort of just takes like in the work that I'm doing with my clients, it's very, um, it just sort of happens organically. So yeah, for, for myself, you know, inner child healing has been a huge part of my journey, you know, because I had, a lot of trauma in my childhood. And and I think a lot of people have like just in their own way. Right. Yeah. Whether it's due to some form of abuse or even just, you know, having your parents separate, or it it could be anything, um, just something that impacted your life. Right. And so a lot of my healing journey began, of course, you know, when I started my spiritual journey and, I started to realize how there were, you know, younger versions of me who were still sort of trapped inside of me who needed like my love and support. They needed to be heard. They needed to be acknowledged. And so doing that work on my own and seeing how impactful it was, you know, I was then able to incorporate that into how I support clients because um, actually it started when I was doing energy scans where I would be going into someone's heart space and I would see this younger version of them and I would be able to describe, you know, the environment they were in or how they were sort of feeling and then what they were needing. So, you know, oftentimes they're needing like these younger versions of us, they're, they're needing to be nurtured or, you know, nourished in some way to be loved, acknowledged and loved. Exactly. Like we, as we become adults, we need to be our own parent. We need to be like who we needed and give ourselves what we're needing. (laughs) So something I've noticed with 
you know, the people who I'm working with is they have a hard time giving themselves what they're needing, like basic level stuff. I'm talking about feeding yourself, you know, (laughs) Um, taking a break, taking rest, um, helping yourself feel cozy when you're really feeling vulnerable and raw. You know, I'm, I help people really tune into like, what are they needing in this moment? How can they just like, you know, we were talking about emotions earlier. How can I just accept that? Okay. This is how I'm feeling in this moment and, and give myself what I'm needing to support myself through feeling this, you know? And if anyone listening, you know, is, is wanting to know how they can start tuning into, you know, what they're needing is literally just take a deep breath and close your eyes and ask your body, ask your body, you know, like, what, what are you needing? You know, what, or what am I needing in this moment that maybe I've, I've been so busy. I haven't taken a moment to just, you know, check in with myself as those self check-ins are so important and you'll notice a message come up a message will come through. And, and so then you just need to take action on that, you know, give yourself what you're needing and, Another thing is, you know, we were talking about like imposter syndrome, inner critic and all that. So recognizing how you're speaking to yourself and, you know, would you say that to a child? You probably wouldn't, (laughs) right? So it's like, watch how you're talking to and about yourself as well. That's really important because there's another part of you, you know, and your body is listening and can hear that. So no, it's it, and it, it's so important because I'm one of those people. I might this is might be a controversial opinion, but I don't really think your thoughts create your reality. I'm like not about that life. I don't I don't think that. But what I do believe is that your beliefs very much impact your reality, if not create it. Yes. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but especially when I had severe anxiety, there's such a thing as intrusive thoughts where you like are driving and you're like, oh, what if someone does this? What if this happens? Or, you know, what if I do that? Like it, it's a whole, yeah, it's an anxiety thing that you constantly think the worst case scenario is about to occur or that something's going to happen or you're going to do like accidentally do, like it's a whole thing, right? And so coming from that mindset of like your thoughts entirely create reality to me is just not true, right? However, those beliefs do impact and create because that voice of how you're talking to yourself impacts, you know, your entire reality. Because if you feel like you're, you know, the biggest shithead that ever worked the earth and, you know, that everything you do is going to fail, you're going to see failure in everything that you do. Whether that's reality or not is completely different, but you're going to see it and that's going to impact you. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. You know, it's, there's literally been studies on this uh, with like plants and stuff, you know, where I, I just had someone tell me about this. So funny how divinely orchestrated so much of this is, but they were telling me about this study that this man did on, you know, I'm butchering this, but, you know, he would tell this, let's say it's a plant, you know, I hate you over and over again. And then, you know, I love you to this other plant. Well, you know, the one that's hearing the hate is like frigging rotting (laughs) and falling apart. And we're very similar to plants. I mean, we're all connect, you know, we're connected to mother nature in that way. hundred percent. So you know, how, 
how you talk to and about yourself um, could definitely affect you in, you know, an energetic way. And so it's really important, you know, and even your environment, right? The environment, your, um, like who you surround yourself with and all that is you know, it's, it's as pivotal. Well. That's the thing. It's yeah. so, yeah, it, it, it's funny, actually. I remember once I asked my nonna, I said to nonna, I love my nonna. She is like one of the, my most favorite people in the world. She has a lot of Mer- mother Mary energy. She's just this like beautiful, nurturing, like she's, as I said, she's one of my favorite people in the whole entire universe. But I said to her, I was like, nonna, how do you make the pasta taste so good? And she was like, I sing to it and tell it, I love it. And I was like, she's an energy master because the love that she's pouring into this food is what's making it come to the table and taste so good because there's so much love and intention behind that but she sings to it and tells she loves it. isn't that cute that is so sweet and it's so true it is so so true um my mama who's my grandmother yeah. um you know she's like a a if, if someone has like a plant that was dying, they bring it to her. Yeah, I need her in my life then. <laughs> <laughs> I right? Just, I killed so many plants recently. I'm so sorry. God, they just hate me. She brings it back to life by singing to it and just like nurturing it with her love. And then it'll just like flourish. It's incredible. And so, yeah, there's definitely so much power to like words and stuff. Um, and that environment, as you were saying, like she's creating s- such a nourishing environment that everyone deserves because the truth is, is every child, every person deserves to have a beautiful, loving, nourishing environment. But unfortunately, you know, the world isn't like that, but I hope that one day it is, I hope, you know, exactly. and so creating that environment for yourself as an adult is so important, but sometimes we get so stuck in the past or from where we were that we forget that we can do that for ourselves. So that's exactly like what I mean by sort of reparenting yourself or just like, you know, being that parent, um, which sometimes requires some form of like discipline in a way where you're like, okay, no, I'm going to go for my walk because I know it's going to make me feel good. That's what I sort of. Yeah, no, and it it is, it is discipline as well. Like um, for me, it's exercise. My whole body feels like if I don't exercise, but sometimes God knows I cannot be exercising. So, but I push myself, you know, because I think sometimes people always ask me like, well, how do I meditate? And I'm like, okay, you can do all these little things, you know, maybe do a, Um, a guided meditation or, you know, only do it for a couple of minutes. But at the end of the day, you have to sit down and have the discipline to go, I'm going to do this now. I'm going to actually commit to this. And I think that's a big part of healing and um, inner work that people kind of dismiss because I'm not saying you have to sit there and be like, what's wrong with me today? That's, that's not what this is. It's like, okay, how am I, how am I feeling today? What's, am I checking in? What am I doing? You know, as you said, I, I, I do the, the same thing or encourage people to do the same thing, but in the heart pool, you know, really going to the heart, which is the same thing you're doing. It's just a different word. Um, but it, it's so important, isn't it? It's so important. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. Um, actually making that commitment to yourself, you know, that's like, that's a really hard thing for a lot of people. And it's been a hard thing for me too, like to, to make that commitment to create that time and space for you. That seems to be such, such a, a struggle, yeah. right? It's a big challenge to like, 
okay, no, I'm actually going to set boundaries, which is another thing people struggle with, struggle with, right? Like I have to say no to this so that I can actually do this for me, right? There's no like magic button or, or, you know, magical thing that is just going to instantaneously create the results that you want. It's, it's a cultivation. It's something that you, um, that, that takes like a time and space and commitment, right? Um, whenever you're learning something new or wanting to do the inner work, right. Or whenever you're working towards a goal. So yeah, that just seems, that's something that I wanted to bring up is yeah. that like creating so, that time. And space, so right? Yeah. So, so, so important. It's crucial. Something that maybe someone needs to hear is like, you don't need to produce in order to be worthy. A lot of people have a hard time, with self-worth, obviously, you know, and, and I mean, it's something that still comes up for me every now and then. And it's, it's important to remember that just by you being you, like, just as you are in this moment, you are worthy. Right. And um, a lot, there's so much pressure on producing and, and like you said, doing and giving and being the absolute, you know, best. And then there's the comparisonitis that comes in and, you know, just adds to it. (laughs) Oh no, this person's doing all this and I'm not doing enough. And actually I fell into that trap. I'm a mom, right. With four kids. Yeah. And I was a lot of children. That's so many children. (laughs) (laughs) You are like, you are my superwoman. It takes a village for real. Um, community support is very important when you're a mom. But anyways, so there'd be times where I'd be literally comparing myself to these women who have no kids, who can just like walk around in lingerie all day, you know, who only post the prettiest things. And I would be like, oh my God, like, why can't I be like these goddesses? And, you know, like I need to do that or be that in order for my business to grow, not realizing that what people actually loved about me was that I was just me, Mm -hmm. you know, I I could just be myself and, but it's just so interesting how even though their lives looked nothing, absolutely nothing like mine, I would still, you know, compare. Um, so definitely a trap. I'm so glad that I'm not, I haven't fallen in there. Uh, or sorry, I'm back from, or I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You know no, I get it. You've been able to let go of a lot and reclaim exactly who you are. So you talked a little bit about how, your work and your intuitive work and helping people connect to their intuition, align with their intuition, especially in business is really guided by the Akashic records. And I'm actually going to ask you to define the records because I know what they mean, but I feel like so many people have no idea what they mean. So maybe start with defining it and then I'll finish off my question. I love that. It's funny because, you know, it's something you can Google, but everyone has like a different way of sharing it in a way that's like tangible and grounded that you can understand. So the way I usually share about it is that it's a metaphysical library, right? It's this library of your soul records. And, you know, these records contain information about every lifetime you've ever lived and every experience you've ever had and basically everything. That's basically everything. Exactly. I mean, there's even records for your business. It's, it's really, it's really powerful. It's, it's um, very powerful. 
a great tool to use as well. Like whether you go into your records for yourself or you're going in for a client, it's, it's been really helpful in my work and really impactful in like the way that I support people. Yeah. And I'm just going to ask, this is more of a um, technical question. Cause this one, I don't know, because I, um, whenever I connected to that, I didn't necessarily call it the Akashic records. I kind of called it more soul records or like, soul like, like we stand in our soul sort of thing anyway. But when you go in to, to the records, if you're working with a client, do you kind of, cause I, this is the way I'm, this is why I'm asking is cause I see them as one huge thing for everyone to access, not like everyone having their own individual like records, so to speak, but how do you see it? I'm just curious. How do I see it? Well, I guess, so how I access it, well, I always have, it's always for like someone specific when, when I go to access it. Right. And I use the prayer. So I actually used to use the Akashic prayer by Louise, no, Linda, 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 that's who it was. I got confused between Louise Hay and Linda Howe. <laughs> I was like, did Louise Hay do this? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so Linda Howe. Um, but then I started following um, Ashley Wood from ALN Within. I don't know if you've heard of her. And so her whole thing is the Akashic Records, but she reads from the Pleiadians. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways she has her own prayer that she's channeled. And so I've actually been using that prayer and it's been like, I love it. It's really beautiful. Mm. And, you know, we access it through um, a certain frequency, right? And so whether you're just adjusting your frequency to access the records or the prayer does the same thing, right? When you say it out loud. So when I... I don't necessarily see like a hall of records or like a library, anything like that. Like some people do, some people see scrolls, you know? Um, But for me, it's just, it feels so similar to, to just like channeling for someone, you know, it just, it feels like I'm just accessing something more in depth. Yeah. And you're, and you're channeling from a specific space. It's like, because yes. I think that's yeah. sometimes what people forget a little bit when they're first learning. Like one of the big things that I really drive home with my students is, okay, where are you channeling from? Like, and I'm not saying that to petrify you. I'm just saying, okay, are we working with the guides? Are we working with, you know, because it's a really nice, because when I first started um, doing readings, I didn't understand that and it didn't screw me up. I was still, it, but it was like, okay, but where, where are we coming from? So what you're essentially doing is sending intention to come from you know, these records. Yes, exactly. Like my intention is I'm going into this specific person's, you know, records and it's, it's always for their highest good. I'm very intentional with it. Just like I'm very intentional when I do channel. Yeah. Very. Cause it's really important. It yeah. is important. And it's also such a beautiful practice to, um, I feel like recently there's been a lot of like forgetting how beautiful and precious it is to, to work and to connect with, you know, spirit, God, whatever you want to call it to help and support someone. That's such a beautiful process. And I'm sure like you, I'm very honored to be able to, to be a part of it. Very honored, very privileged. Exactly. I'm so grateful to, to be able to do what I do. And um, I know that everyone has 
you know, um, that connection as well and the potential to, to grow that and to experience that as well. Yeah. Because it's a life tool. Yeah. And a business tool as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's also like, um, to me as well, faith is so like, cause I don't really see myself as spiritual, which is weird. Um, cause sometimes I say it, but it's like, I just feel like I'm very faith driven. I have a connection and a relationship with spirit. That's very important to me. It guides me. And I don't think that that should be some label of like, okay, you have to do this. That should just, you know, whether it's a higher power, whatever it is for you, it can be, I, I'm not here to tell you what to believe and what to do, but it's just such a nice space because returning to that space brings me so much a feeling of being settled and being peaceful and being, you know, content. And that's really important to me. Very important. Same. Very, very important to me. Yeah. I have my own, you know, deep relationship connection with, with God. And that always brings me back to center and keeps me grounded and humbled. And I love that you called it faith driven. I love that so much. I just feel like I just feel like spirituality has all of these like connotations sometimes and they're not like, they're not what they're not anything about spirituality. They're what's everyone's, you know, heaped on there. And and the truth is, is no one is the same and no one does the same and no one looks the same and no one is unworthy for what they do or what, how it looks like it's just what they're doing. And that's something that is really important to me to respect because who the hell am I to tell people what to do? I don't know. I don't know. Who am I? Like, I always say that to myself. Like, I'm like, who the fuck are you to go and tell someone? What? And that's just, but that's just me. I'm like that. But yeah, no, it's, it's, I like that faith driven a little bit more than just like, you know, spiritual. Cause it's like, I'm just one with God. Exactly. And it could get really noisy, you know, like there's just so much out there and I think what's important is to like find what brings balance in your life and find what also brings peace inside of you and supports you in being because that's like the true purpose of life is like being and living and experiencing things you know and what's going to support you on that journey so thank you so, so much for being here. I can't tell you how honored I am because you're just such a freaking good human. Like I could say, you know, you're a beautiful soul and all that faux crap that always feels a bit like, you know, spiritual, but you're just like a fucking good, solid, kind soul and good human. Just a good, And when I say good, I mean that in like the most complimentary way. Like I know it's not a very descriptive <laughs> describer, but for an Australian, it's pretty good. It's like it's you're good. Um, so I want to thank you so much for coming on here and just tell everyone where they can find you. I'm going to put all of Natasha's details below as well, but just, you know, where they can find you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and yeah, if anyone wants to, um, reach out or follow me, you can find me on Instagram. That's usually where I am. Um, that is at I am Natasha Mac. I almost forgot. It's <laughs> uh, like, you've got this. It's your surname. You've got it. <laughs> I know it's my own name. Um, and I also do have a podcast of my own um, called the wake up with Natasha podcast. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't, I don't have any other, other places. Um, so if you want, if you're interested in, you know, finding out more about my offerings and how you can work with, with me, you can just DM me. I love to chat in the DMS. 
Beautiful. And as I said, I will include all of that below and just thank you again for being here and for being open and vulnerable and sharing so much with us. And I so appreciate you in general. Thank you so much. I just adore you so much. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity. As I said, I will put all of Natasha's details down below. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope that you have been having a wonderful 2022. Welcome to 2022 again. Gosh, that number is going to keep messing me up. And I will speak to you guys again soon. Bye.